Welcome to D-O-T-M, Diary of the Mouth. I am always going to be your host, and I will always be keeping it real, no matter what I speak about. Nine times out of ten, I will be sharing my life stories. That's why it is called Diary of the Mouth. D-O-T-M. I am the living, breathing example of excellence as I know it. When I speak of I, I don't speak of you. I speak of me, myself, and I, not you but me, myself, and I. Some might be able to relate to that. Others might not. However, I am not a professional speaker. I am not a motivational speaker. I am not all of these things that you're probably here looking for. I'm an everyday type of girl. I'm a former former business owner. I am a single mother. I am a grandmother. (laughs) I have met death four times and I have won. Twice dying for a total of 50 minutes, 25 minutes in two different separate deaths. Medically documented at two different hospitals in Augusta, Georgia. MCG, formerly MCG, um, and then University Hospital. Both have medical documentations of two... 25 minute deaths, one at each hospital. Then those same hospitals have two documented or one documented each um, recording of me losing the blood in my body and having to get it rebuilt. So I've met death four times. Then my medical records can go on to tell you about all my aneurysms that I have in my head, all of the aneurysms that they claim they found in my physical body as well as other ailments. But I say that they all lied on me. I did not become paralyzed. I am not in a wheelchair and I am still breathing. So um, with that said, that's just a little brief introduction. Over the time of us being together, you'll get to know who I am, but ain't nobody come here to hear all that shit. Y'all should have heard that on Facebook. If you didn't go to my Facebook page, Cam, C-A-M, Wallace, W-A-L-L-A-C-E, and learn everything you want to learn about me, but this ain't that. We've been there and we've done that. I'm the type of person I move on, I live and I learn and I change every day. When I'm in repetitive things like a habit or a mode, it does not do good for me, so I try to break the habit and break the mode because I get bored with it. I am a Pisces, born on the very last moments of Pisces, so some years I'm a Pisces and some years, like this year, 2020, I am a Aries. So I relate to them both. I am very high-functioning as a Pisces in my intuitive um, side and my psychic abilities and my healing gifts and my empathy and my war because I... Trust me, I do understand that on some years I am an Aries and on some year I am a Pisces and they both are gods of war. 
So I am the beginning of the God of war and I am the end of the God of war. And I am more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus and anything else that may come my way or any other God that you may be able to name. I have spoken to them personally, called them by name, and I call them all friends, including the God of the atheist, which is Satan, my brother, your brother, our brother. Today, this particular podcast is going to be something that I want to talk about, like fear. The reason why I want to speak to you all about fear is because fear is something that cripples people. It stops you in your tracks. It keeps you from moving forward. One of the lessons I pray that everyone learned from me since I joined Facebook in September of 2009 was that God is no respecter of persons. My final exam is speaking to people today about Donald Trump, our president of the United States of America. I have broken up with a lot of family and I've broken up with a lot of friends over me saying that Donald Trump is loved by God and Donald Trump is a child of the Most High God. Donald Trump is loved by the same God that you call Master, Savior, Lord, Redeemer. Donald Trump is loved by him because God is no respecter of persons. God loves us all equally. He loves us all the same. He doesn't care your skin color because he only made us male and female. He made us mankind. Because he made us mankind, he allowed us to be able to have what he calls a free will because he created us in a way that man hasn't quite fully recognized yet. But I'm going to break it down a little bit right now and explain to you that you are a three part being. You are a spirit first because you were thought of in the mind of the creator before he created you in your mother's womb. So you were a spirit before you entered your mother. Now let's see what spirit could it have been? Ooh, let's do a little praying because I am empathetic. Let me stop there for a moment. I am empathetic and I felt love tug at me. So I want you all to know, I have been called a many of things from bitch to fool, to an empath, to a guru, to a sage, to a mystic, to a Sharma. I have been called many things, guys. But my most greatest thing that I have been called in my lifetime was one word, and that one word was Kabula. Kabula. I'll say it one more time. Kabula. Kabula, when I first discovered this name, God told me that the name means strength. I'm 52 year, years old today, and what I have learned about strength 
is that nothing can break strength. Strength is the strongest thing that God made. The world gave us a third example of strength. Come on, Holy Ghost. The world gave us an example of strength when he gave us the movie Superman. Come on, Superman, with your strength. Yet your strength was not there when you had something called kryptonite around. Hmm. Come on, Superman. Superman showed you a third example of strength. He still had a weakness called kryptonite. Well, the first example of strength should come to you when you think in your mind that I breathe the breath of life. You should think about it when you breathe the breath of life. When you breathe the breath of life, what you do is you allow yourself the opportunity to be open to oxidation and the oxidation process. Come on, Holy Ghost, teach us about your breath. As I sit here on this patio, Father, I ask that you come in and you commune with us. You, you sit a while with us. You speak to us. You've elevated us from a, from a place where the God of that place, Caesar, tried to become our God and stifle us. Well, God said never put all your eggs in one basket. At least have eight baskets because the number eight means a new beginning. But if you have nine baskets, it's even greater because nine is complete. Ten baskets, we're starting all over again on a whole nother realm. Quantum leaping. When you listen to my podcast, you will always have to keep up. Because everything I speak about is painting a picture because one of the names that God sees me as is image therapy. LLC. Yes, 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 I know that was a limited liability company back then, but I changed the LLC now that I'm no longer the limited liability that I used to be. I now live life carefree, and that's what God has taught me over the 20 <laughs> years that I have been speaking to you all about Him. I began this quest on my birthday month, March of 2000. And it's now 2020. 11 of those years I was on Facebook telling everybody that God is love and learning it in the process myself. Meaning as I learned who God was and who I was, I learned to tell my friends and family. So... We have to, sorry, I had to drink some water. <laughs> we had to um, live and learn. That's what life is about. We're in the school of life every day. And we have to understand that life teaches you. It gives you a test first. It's not like school. This is something my son taught me. My son said, no, 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 mama, you, you saying it backwards. Life gives you 
the test first. And then if you pass the test, you can move on to the next test. But if you don't pass the test, you have to be taught to pass the test before you can go to the next level. So now let me explain to you how I get here. I got here on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Music, all the streaming platforms that you're hearing my voice in. I got here because I was diligent in working for my creator, the one who gives me the breath that flows through my veins. Right now, I'm hated by those who love Trump, <laughs> and I'm hated by those who don't love Trump. But I'm loved by God who made Trump, so I don't give a fuck about none of the extra shit. And remind yourself when you're listening to me, I am D-O-T-M, Diary of the Mouth. My son gave me the name D-O-T-M. His first reference to me when he speaks is diary, uh, not diary, but diarrhea, diarrhea of the mouth. And I love the name diarrhea of the mouth so much that I called it D-O-T-M. And I said, Quaz, thank you. I like that name, diarrhea diarrhea of the mouth i like that name so i took the name from my son and i went into the back and i began to pray like i do everything that i do i said god i love it d-o-t-m what do you think diarrhea of the mouth and i said it to him but i didn't like how it sounded when i said it to god so i said wait a minute god I don't think diarrhea would give you very much glory if I would say diarrhea of the mouth, but yet and still it is the truth because I have to speak the truth. I can't lie. I got to not sugarcoat it. I got to be real. Like the people don't want to hear no fake shit. That's what we hear all the time. We got to be able to recognize what is not Memorex guy. See, back in my day, there was Memorex. There was Millie and Vanilli. <laughs> so... In other words, I, how do people know what is authentic? Okay, so I got to be real. So I said, God, I just don't like diarrhea because we're in 2020 and COVID and I just don't like it. It just don't sit right to give you glory with that one. How can we change it and make it better? And then I thought about Shayla Love. I thought about my daughter-in-law to be Shayla Love. And I said, I'll talk to the word master Shayla Love. And I'll say, Shayla, if I give you D-O-T-M, and if I give you diarrhea of the mouth, what would you do to change it, to make it even better, to give God glory? And Shayla Love said, how about diary, mom? It's just a play on words. And I said, I love it. And it will give God the glory because it's my diary that I speak. Because it, it is also my purpose that I speak. It is also my calling that I speak. Diary of the mouth. 
and God calls me Kabulah. Kabulah, the unwritten version of the Zohar. A ancient book about God sitting down and talking with humankind. The last chapter in the book was chapter 5, and it is the unspoken or unwritten Kabbalah. And I am the living version of said book. I am the breathing version of said book. I am the numerical portion of the book. I am the alphabetical portion of the book. The blood that flows through my veins is evident that I am life, I am breath, and I am truth. I breathe because of something bigger than me. I call a source. It is energetic. It is vibrant. It is frequent. It is atomic. It is massive. It speaks. It breathes. It moves. It shares. It loves. It has compassion. I speak to you about an omnipresent, omni-genius, omni-science, omni-magnificent, omni-infinite, omni-purposeful, omni-essence, omni-necessary, omni-powerful, omni-radiant, omni-merciful, ooh, Jesus, omni-with us, ooh, tap into the frequency, God, that you have allowed me to come behind the veil, mm, yes, Lord, thank you for the veil that covered my face when I was born, and thank you that my vagina was closed when I was born, I was a gift to the world, Yet the world did not know me. Thank you, Lord, for your Holy Spirit visiting with me, mankind. Take us on a journey, Lord. Diary of the Mouth on the new platform that you have given me to speak to your people, Father. Guide me in what you would allow me to say to your people, Father. Fear cripples you. It stops you dead in your tracks. It will allow you to be stuck. Now, here's the thing about fear. No one ever, ever recognizes that they are in fear because they're stuck. They grow and they go every day in their life, but they're stuck in the shoulda, coulda, wouldas or the hurt or the death or the pain or whatever the 
cutting away of the limbs, the leaves, the branches, the cutting away, the pruning of the vine, the vine dresser, cutting away, pruning away, taking away, burning away when we come from Corinthians in our foundations of our houses that we go out here in this world are build and they're not building with the right materials they're using wood and hay and stubble to build a a beautiful home a beautiful family or a job a career what are you building and is your stuff gonna burn I say don't walk in fear I'm here we're here we're together we're learning we're growing will always be one. Some just don't want to take accountability for the actions that they should already know. Many are going to perish. And many are going to strive. And many are going to be successful. But many are going to perish. Because they have a lack of knowledge. And when we have a lack of knowledge, it hurts us more than it hurts anyone else in in life. It hurts us. I'm lighting a white candle right now and setting it on the table. And I'm lighting this candle for our new beginning of this journey. We're on a whole different level now. When I got to the place where I knew that I had to make some cuts like God is doing in the atmosphere right now because we're in God's perfect vision 2020. We are breathing the breath of life by grace. I gave on my Facebook page till April the 16th of 2021 for the deaths to subside. I'll say that again. I gave until April 16th, 2020 for the deaths to start to subside. That means some of the people that are hearing my voice right now might not hear my voice in the future. Or I might not hear yours, one or the other. But God is the only author of life, so we don't know. So don't walk in fear and say, oh, is it me? Because that applies for me as well as it applies for you because I gave it in a duality. I spoke about myself and then I spoke about you. And it's sad that a lot of us today don't have the common sense that that would have been a common knowledge thing for us all. But it's not. Some of us don't get it. And it had to be explained. And again, that's sad because spirit is common knowledge to all men. But all men don't have spirit knowledge of self. Spirit's knowledge of source. Spirit's knowledge of body. You know, they got to be able to understand who they are. And without knowing that, they will never know. That's the sad part. So sometimes we have to learn to be patient with people and break things down. And I was getting to the place where I was in my last place. I told God, I said, okay, God, I've had to make some cuts. It's been 11 years now. I've been saying the same thing that you told me to say for 11 years. I started speaking these words in September of 2009. It is September of 2020. I've been speaking the same thing about God going to bring the sword against his word. He was going to bring the sword against America. 
I've been saying exactly the same things I've been saying. I've also said that Trump is going to have a second term because I believe that it is the will of God. I'm not advocating for him, and I'm not advocating for Joe. I care not for neither person. I feel like it's the greater of two evils, but I also understand who God is, and God said that we are to pray for our leaders. I complain from time to time, but I catch myself, and I realize it's not about me. It's about God and the greater principle of us down here being human beings in the world. I believe that Donald Trump is like God, and I believe he is no respecter of persons. He doesn't care for the Muslims over the black people. He doesn't care for the black people over the white people. He doesn't care for the white people over the, the, the Jewish people. He doesn't really give a fuck. He only cares about what he thinks in his heart is right. And that is what I believe that we all should do in the world. We should live in our truth. Same thing the judge that he had nominated. I feel like from what I've seen of her in the past, I feel like she is very adequate in speaking about what she says. As a righteous judge that God called me to be, when I heard her speech, I said, exactly, she's a great candidate because she knows you have to take yourself out of it and follow the rules and regulations, follow what has been governed, follow what has been put in front of you. But in order to follow what is in front of you, you also have to be have a moral conviction to know that the moral conviction must be just and fair to all mankind because it's not about race, nationality, or creed. It is about mankind, which is male and female. It is not about anything other than that. And I know that was heavy for you all. And I might have to just leave that there with you for a while and come back on another video and talk about that later on in the times. But I just need y'all to just think. In order to be a righteous judge, you cannot put yourself in it. And your feelings of what he do about somebody else, that's only because that's your theory and that's how you was raised. If you was raised different, you wouldn't have those feelings. That's why there's so many opinions. Because God needs righteous judges. He has to be able to sit on his throne in heaven and look down at us because his feet rest on the earth. That means he's in the earth too. Stop being so stupid just because it says his feet rest on the earth. That don't mean he ain't here. That means his feet rest on the earth like your feet rest on earth. When you walk, your feet resting on the earth. When you sit in the chair, your feet resting on earth. When you lay in your bed, your bed feet resting on earth. That should be common sense. But again, for some people, you have to paint a picture. That's why I'm image therapy. That's why I paint this picture for you. That's why I allow you to be able to say, okay, something's going on different. That's why he said in the Bible, can't you perceive that God is doing a new thing in the earth? But because you're so stuck in traditions and you don't like to change and you don't like to learn new things because you think your way is, is the best way and the right way, that doesn't mean as soon as you learn that information, you wasn't supposed to go to the next source of information and grow a little bit bigger. It's a shame that they say that we have 100% of brain capacity, but we only use less than 10%. <laughs> Most adults only use about 8% of their brain knowledge. They don't fill it with anything but the same shit over and over. That's why I said, God... I'm over Facebook right now because it's getting to a place where they're trying to limit my words. And then I got haters out there who's trying to block me from doing what God called me to do. 
You cannot block a child of God. If God is for you, no man can be against you. I know who I am. I pray to God that everyone who listens to the sound of my voice either knows who you are or will become a person who knows who you are. Knows your worth. Knows what you were put here for. If you don't, please don't stop listening to me because I offend you because that's what I'm here for. I'm here to make you think. I've been doing that all of my life. I am a 52-year-old woman of color, which that doesn't matter, but I know to some it does because some will stop listening to me now just because they know I'm black. But that's good for me because I don't want haters and I don't want anyone walking in hate because if they have an odd against one black man, that means they should have an odd against all, right? <laughs> I'm so glad. That that should be common sense for some. <laughs> but I know it's not. So, hey. Be where you be. Because I'm going to be where I be. See how simple I am? I'm not trying to be a thou's what thou art. That ain't me. I walk with God every day, y'all. I don't leave him for one second. And he don't leave me for one second. Because he's inside of me. Every breath I take. Every step I take. Everywhere I go. I know that. I know that with every word I say and every thought and every deed and every action I have. I don't need no man to come to me and tell me about nothing. Especially casting no fear about no damn Antichrist and all that. Because the Antichrist already came. Y'all didn't even recognize him. But he served an eight-year term. Hmm. Y'all didn't even recognize him. He already came. Y'all saying Trump is the Antichrist. I say that's not true. Trump is a child of God, just like the just like the Antichrist was a child of God, because God created him. How the hell you know about him? <laughs> the Antichrist wasn't none but Satan. He was the Antichrist. He came against. He came against Jesus, who was the Christ. Come on, people, stop being so fucking stupid. Stop waiting for God to crack the sky open again. He already did that. He's like me. He don't like repetition. You get tired of trying to tell somebody something for so long. I've been talking to y'all for 11 whole years on Facebook. I am so over Facebook. Facebook ain't been nothing but a bunch of, ugh. I'm just so over. Where's our personal touch? Where's mailing me a letter in the mail? Even if it's a fucking chain letter. I miss chain letters. I miss the human touch. Y'all just got to see everybody. Got to see everything. I'm over it. Let's do some new things. Let's build some new things. Let me burn some Palo Santo, God, for these people out here. So now we're going to move to some, my daughter say, Palo Santo moon burning. Moon saging or something she said in that song. Y'all need to listen to it. I think it was genius. I'm all about the word of God. And every word that you speak, is a word of God. And don't let, let nobody tell you different. How did I get here? Wow. You got to go back on Facebook and look. Because I ain't finna tell you. Not today anyway. It's just I'm so over the past. I'm burning Palo Santo. And I'm waving it in the air for you guys. And I'm making a circle around the halo of my head. And making me a halo. And I'm letting my ancestors and your ancestors read the smoke that's in my atmosphere. Letting them read it for you. Okay? 
They're with God right now. They're somewhere that we can't go, somewhere we can't be. But I'm say I'm I'm palisanto in this. Next, I'm gonna sage for y'all. A little candle for y'all. Once this burns out and stops smudging, I'll know that I can move on to the next. I'm just saying we gotta do. We gotta go back to nature. Go back to the source. Go back to the beginning. Start all over again if life ain't the way you thought it should be. 2020 giving you a little bit more time for your perfect vision to be recognized. Is it anything that I can help you with? Contact me. Let me know. Just say, Cam, look, girl, I ain't where I want to be. Help me. Can you guide me? Tell me Tell me your dream. If you had a dream that you don't understand, write your dreams down in the comment section. Let me try to help you figure out your dreams. What you want to do in life? Why are you so bored? Why do you keep doing the same thing over and over again? The fire's almost gone, y'all. Why do you keep doing the same stuff over? See, you got to ask the universe the right questions to help you get out of what you're in. Come on now. You got to live our most excellent lives. And again, ain't nobody trying to be perfect. I ain't trying to keep up with the Joneses. I'm trying to keep up with me and my own ideas. If I was trying to keep up with the Joneses, I would try to make this thing professional. Be looking for money to come my way. I don't have to do that. God knows who he made me as. And he knows what he got for me. We don't have to chase it down, y'all. Like the song playing in the background, Green by Quasilon. Listen to that on Tidal or wherever it's playing on YouTube or whatever you listen to. We're almost out with this fire. All right. It's a little bit smudge left. Come on. I'm going to lay it down once it's over with. Still going. Somebody's still holding on to something, Lord. I ask that you let them release it right now. Let them release it. Amen. Amen. It's over. All right. So now we're going to move on to the next thing. We're going to light up the sage and we're going to smudge the atmosphere and clean the atmosphere for you all because you all are going to get there. You're going to get to your purpose in life where God wants you to be. You're going to get to your dreams. I don't care what your dreams are. If you're ready to get married like me, I've been waiting so long. I'm going to keep on waiting, though, because I told God he got to be seasoned this time. I ain't going to do this again. Mm-mm. I ain't going to become vulnerable again, not until he's seasoned, Lord. And I don't know, because I, I can tell you your thoughts. <laughs> That's the thing about me. Y'all will see. Y'all going to be like, this lady is a trip. I don't know who she is. I can't wait to put a face with this name. So we're lighting the sage now. That was a lighter. I just flicked the big, flicked the big. Lighting a sage, and we're going to continue to light it for a little longer. So I rotate it in my hand. All right, good and lit. Once again, God, we are saging the atmosphere. I'm making a halo around my head, going in a circle of motion with my eyes closed, giving God the praise and the glory and the honor for you all, giving God the praise and the honor for myself, giving him the praise and the honor for us all. 
perfume his atmosphere changing hands going in the opposite direction making the infinity over my head in the halo making the infinity in my head over the halo burning the sage I thank God for you all. I honor him for you. I ask that if there's anything in your life that is not like him, I ask for it to be removed. Meaning that there's nothing in your life that's not like him because he's everything. Every word that you can attain is God. And that's what we have to be mindful of when we're serving him. We have to understand that we're only serving him in word. The unwritten version of the Kabbalah, which is the D-O-T-M. Diary of the Mouth. I am Kabbalah. I am Queen Kabbalah Shalom. The last word means peace. Queen is a title I've given myself because I feel like I deserve it. I've been a bitch and a hoe and everything else. I've never been a queen. So now that I'm 52 years old, I feel like I can say I am Queen Kabbalah Shalom. My real name is Kamala Wallace or Cam Wallace governmental name I love you all and I'm going to end this here I just wanted to come and test this thing out and test the waters I'm asking you that you like, share please tell somebody about this because I'm going to be doing some deep diving and I also like to bless people because I am a numerologist so I give away lottery numbers and I do that at the end because I want you to listen. I want you to get a message. But then I also want you to be blessed too and highly favored. So if you have lottery in your state, your lottery number for this post will be 2501. That's 2501. Have a good day. And may heaven smile on you because my sunshine will reach you where you are. Good morning, good morning, good morning, my beautiful people. Welcome to DOTM Diary of the Mouth. I am your host, whoever you say I am. I've been all. I decided today to bring you out in nature and let you hear my music. The music that God creates for us every day in nature. How many of you take time to do what he said? And go out in nature. So that you can learn his ways, not just your own. Everything is a program. How are you programming yourself? What are you programming yourself with? Mm -hmm. I ask you the questions. Ooh. Yes, Lord. Mm. Yes, Lord. Father God, I pray for this lady that I see. Yes, Lord. Mm. Yes, Lord. Father God, in the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. Every step. Yes, Lord. Ooh. Excuse me, ma'am. Can I speak to you for a second?
How you doing? My name is Cam. I saw you walking and I started praying for you. I died two times for 25 minutes. And I lost the blood in my body two times after I died. So I done met death four times and I still standing. I saw you walking. I said, yes, Lord. Every step, yes, Lord. Because the doctors told my mother and my father and my children when I died those two times for 25 minutes, two times for 25 minutes. Come out the street, baby. When I died those two times for 25 minutes, they told my mother that I would be paralyzed in a wheelchair and I'd never be able to do nothing, not even walk. But when I saw you walking with your staff, I said, yes, Lord. And I started praying for you, ma'am. I don't know what you're going through, but yes, Lord, is every step you take is yes, Lord. I don't know your story, but I saw you and I remember me. Yes, Lord. So I send you away with many blessings. And I see you with healing and anything you need. Financial doors opening up to you just like the sun shining on you right now. Everything now that you walk away from t here today because I was left here mm -hmm. two times. That's 50 minutes I died. Mm. Then I lost the blood in my body after I died two times. Mm. And I'm on Anchor right now. If you want to follow me mm -hmm. and see who I am, you can come on Facebook. or anything. I went viral mm. because God got a word for my people. And that was your word. Because I was doing a live video, and I messed up on the first video. And I said, God, that video was perfect. And I said, but you're going to come through the Holy Spirit. And I believe you started walking around. I saw you at the top of the hill. I didn't know you was limping at the top of the hill. I thought you was just walking slow. But then I saw you, you was limping with your leg. I said, yes, Lord. With every step, I say, yes, Lord. And then I said, I'm praying for her, God. God said, no, go pray with her. So that's my prayer for you. Because a lot of people will say they'll pray for you, and then they lie. So just keep your faith, because you got the faith. And every time you step, and that's what I have to do now. When I walked out here, every step I took, I was saying, yes, Lord. Because they said I couldn't do it at MCG. Mm. MCG, and then the second time I died, I was at Universal Hospital. My auntie been working at Universal Hospital for 40 years. Mm. And that hospital lied on me. MCG lied on me. Mm. Here I am. I'm talking, walking, and serving God in the midst of just chilling with at my sister's house. So I send you blessings, baby. Thank you. And God bless. Are you pregnant? Yeah. That's your miracle child right there. Thank you, Jesus, for her miracle child. What's your name? Huh? Quinn. Quinn. God bless you. My son's name is Quasalon. Okay. Yeah. State Farm taught me that. Here in Prairfield East, State Farm Insurance Company, when I was a little girl, taught me that. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. I was sitting down on the porch praying for her with each step she took. I remembered myself when the doctors at MCG told my mother and my father that I would never walk, never talk. I would be a vegetable, they lied on me. And when I saw her walking with that stick, she got a piece of wood that she done shaved the bark off and made her a staff that's as tall as she is. And with each step, she couldn't move her left side. 
But she could lift up that leg and each step I told her, yes, Lord. I remembered her. I've been her. That's what I want you all out there to know. I've been her. And so have you. If you have not been her, you will become her. I promise you. When we sit down in this lifetime and we look at things and we ignore the things that we should really speak upon, we allow lesser to prevail. That's not taking the high roads. That's not what the Obamas taught y'all. That's not what the Obamas taught y'all. Listen at nature, listen at that. God got a plane flying over the city of Augusta. Flying over the city. And guess what? I just said elevate your thoughts. Think higher thoughts. We've got to think higher in order to grow. If your first thought is a low thought and it leads to nothing but negativity or negative thinking or negative feelings, then think the next thought. If you're sitting around and you're listening to your thoughts and your thoughts got you having a whole conversation or argument with somebody inside your head, think a higher thought. Your thoughts are low, a lower vibration. Get your frequency higher. Elevate your frequency. But, um, anyway, guys, we got to be a good neighbor again. Like State Farm said, as I grew up, I kind of fell out with State Farm because when I needed them to be my good neighbor, they didn't have anything in place to become that good neighbor that they talked about back in the days anymore. So I kind of fell out of love with State Farm, but I always remained a good neighbor. Because the lessons that you learn as a child that are good, God said that you should grow old and you'll never depart from them. I just got a text from a friend asking me, am I coming to Augusta? But if he had answered his phone when I called him, he would have known I've been in Augusta for days. I love my friends <laughs> because they all love me, but they try to be so hard like they don't be missing me. I know them niggas be missing me. I'm just that friend. You know how they say about a Pisces. Pisces is the life of the party, you know? <laughs> That's me, baby. Happy-go-lucky, simple. I get riled up when I have to work. But when it's me time, like it is right now in my life, let me explain to y'all where I am right now. Okay, so, like I said, I've been following God all of my life, and God led me to a place called Facebook. On Facebook, they, they, went, they said that I went something called viral or became an influencer or a follower or whatever. 
said that um, I manage groups and had people following me and I'm a really a community leader and they would like for me to join in with Facebook to be this community leader. So when I didn't first reply to, to them in their advances to get me to become more business-like with my videos and stuff um, that I was doing for the lottery, because I'm also a numerologist. So I give away lottery numbers for people listening to me so that you guys can be blessed of God, because that's what I believe I'm, I'm doing this for. I'm not doing this for my own good or my own benefit. So... I was blessing people, but people don't understand God and that it's, it's called reaping and sowing. You have to sow back into the God source that you get your blessing from. And a lot of these people go to church and they praise God and say they love God and love man and yada, yada, yada. But they don't know God's principles. They do not keep his commands. Just like the, the, the Jewish people, you notice they don't break the covenants. They keep the covenant of God. The Jews are the chosen people because they never break the covenant. So every everybody else, they break covenants. You know, you cannot break your word to God. It's about being in a covenant with God, keeping your word, because there's a verse of scripture, which I don't know how many of you guys out there believe in scriptures or the word, because any book that has been written is actual scripture. And I say that with all diligence, because every man is the master of his own life. So I say that with all diligence and all respect to every word written in any book, every word spoken from any person from their mouth, no matter if they are higher or lower. You have to also recommend that the word is true because the word is of God and the word is God. So once you do that and you see that um, God is speaking and God is real and God is serving and God is doing everything that he says that he's doing, He's redeeming, he's giving life, he's giving breath. He's allowing you the opportunity to be sufficient in all things. And good morning. He allows you to be sufficient in all things. And when he does that, then guess what? You got everything that you need. You got everything that you want. You got everything that you desire. There's nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing ventured. And when that happens, you're at a place of fulfillment in your own life. Then you'll be at a, pro- pro- place, a place of fulfillment in the lives of others. Because you can't be fulfilling to anyone else outside of yourself if you're not fulfilled within yourself. So you just have to understand that once you elevate your thoughts to that next level, you will go places that you were never even thought that you can go, that you were afraid to go. You know, I've got family members that who have never left their neighborhoods, meaning the city that they live in and its surrounding areas. And I think that's sad when God gave you the world. If you don't believe that God gave you the world, then it's sad. Even when I look at my own life, I've been traveling alone since I was seven years old. My dad put me on my first flight to come to a concert out in Los Angeles, California, when he was singing in California, and my other family members was going to go. And so my dad invited me to come to the concert. My dad called my mother. He said, put my daughter on a flight. I've paid for the flight. She'll be sitting in first class, and she'll be accompanied by a steward, stewardess. They will take her from you, take her to that flight, put her in a seatbelt, bring her to me, take her off, and bring her back. And my mom said, okay, no problem. And since I was seven years old, I had my first wings of flying. So my thoughts have always been elevated. 
Not even that. They said that I was born with a veil over my face and my vagina was sealed when I was born. There's medical documents of my birth. You all free to look at them. Public record. I have nothing to hide for who I am. I remember when I got my second reading from Prophetess Elaine Brunson. You can Google her. She's a very powerful woman of God. She's, her sight is very powerful. And every word that she spoke to me, she had me to write the words down. And she said that to look at these words because they will manifest life. And every word that woman spoke to me manifested life in my life. I followed it and it manifested life. So the last time she spoke to me, she couldn't do much but laugh at me. And I said, why are you laughing at me? She said, because looking at you is like looking at myself. There we are again in reference to God. I just spoke to another woman who I saw limping. Her left side of her body was, her, her arm was folded to her chest and her leg was lit, her left leg was being lifted up by her right side of her body, placed back down and she was limping with her staff. And I remembered looking at her, I can't do anything but laugh at the devil because that once was me. Just now another lady walked by, an older lady. She had a cane, but her cane was her baton and she was swirling it around in the air. And I was like, there you go, God. And the plane flew over at the moment. And when the plane started to fly over, the lady stopped in her tracks, looked up at the plane until the plane walked away, kept on walking and looked over at me and waved at me. I said, good morning you heard me say the second good morning so see god said you got to elevate your thoughts i just gave you a visual perceptive of what i saw then when i talked about miss brunson i said that she saw herself in me and started laughing and she said i see so much of myself in you and how god just seemed like he just duplicated me in you she said you're going to be doing the things that i do and I, I just love that lady. And I can't wait for God to open doors for me so that I may be able to bless Miss Brunson. I can't wait so that I can be able to bless Miss Brunson's life and give her some of the things that she needs in life. Because God is good. He allowed the opportunity for me to meet this lady, you know? Just follow the process. What is the process? You have to ask yourself that. Because it's your life. You can do what I did. Let me explain to you how I got to where I got to. I know that God is no respecter of persons. And I know that what God does for one person, he'll do for all people. So what I decided to do is I started to learn about people that I thought were important. Like Albert Einstein and um, Tesla and, and people like that. I like people who think. You know, um... I like philosophers, you know. I like um, people who know how to initiate a plan. You know, I have all kinds of friends in life, and I love all of my friends, but I just feel like there's a time and a place in life, like we're sitting out here in nature, 
when we're sitting out here in nature, there's things that we have to do in nature to be a good gardener. We have to do our lawn if we're outside and we have a home. We have to get the weeds out of our lawn. We don't want weeds in our grass. We want the neighbors to look across the yard and say, the grass is greener on the other side, even though when they come over here, they notice that most of our greens is just weeds. Come on now, elevate your thoughts. Think higher. Everybody's grass is greener if they just maintain their own lawn. <laughs> that means sometimes you gotta dig out those friends that putting weeds in your garden. Where did these weeds come from? Did you put them there? Yes, by the friendships you made. You didn't know your friends was putting weeds in your garden behind your back. Mm-hmm. What you want with it? I was going to do pancakes. You want that? Okay. Um, sorry, having a conversation. Sometimes you just got to cut things off. That's nature. That's life. The weeds would not be weeds because they're beautiful. They adorn your life with flowers. But these particular weeds that I'm looking at, they have flowers on them. And the flower is yellow. Let me explain to you what the representation of that yellow flower is, that weed. It is called dandelion. Most little children pick it up when it becomes a big, puffy, cotton-looking flower that you can blow and make a wish. Dandelion is great for detoxing the physical body. Dandelion is great for allowing the body, for allowing the body to cleanse itself of toxins. So what did I say the representation of your garden should be? When the neighbors come across the street, They don't necessarily need to see your grass is greener because your weeds are the one that's making it green. (laughs) No, the grass is brown because the weeds is choking it out. See, that's what happened when you pick the wrong type of people to be upfront and personal in your life. That's a lesson that I had to learn and I learned it the hard way. Because the garden has to be perfect. Now, like I said, a weed isn't a weed if it's in the wild. Because when the weed is in the wild, it's not a weed, it's a dandelion, the perfect flower. So the representation has to be placed in the right place and in the right context at all times. Start with the spirit first, the spirit of what it is saying to you, the weeds in the garden, and why the grass is so green on the other side. Then break it down and apply it to your life. Dig the dandelions up out of your garden and eat the motherfuckers so you can shit on these motherfuckers by elevating your thoughts come on up now this is self-help bitch (laughs) this is what i studied all my life thank you deepak chopra and all of y'all because y'all know what y'all had a bitch thinking and y'all were answering all my questions and let me tell y'all something y'all better make sure that y'all meditate 
Let's get this lawnmower crunk and start cutting these weeds down. Hey, come on, God. He told me to go outside this morning. I want you to speak outside this morning. I was like, I don't never know what I'm going to talk about. But he always come and break it on down. That's what he's for. He said, I will not leave you ignorant. Call me a fool. Shame on you. If I believe you, shame on me. If God made me a fool, guess what? You the one who been following me. Looks like you a fool too. <laughs> anyway, I'm just saying, people say the stupidest shit. People say things based on their level of experience, their level of understanding, their level of knowledge, their level of wisdom. That's the only reason why a person should ever open their mouth that they have an understanding on something. Because if not, they'll be a fool. And the Bible says, may I quote correctly, for those who don't know the correct scripture, the Bible says, when you find them a fool, leave them that way. Don't try to change the motherfuckers because they're going to make your ass think you crazy too. Someone just did me like that. Literally, that's why I'm able to speak these words to you. Someone just did me the exact same way. Called me a fool based on their level of understanding and their level of theory and their level of education. Things that they've gone through in their life. And then they went on a whole rant and tell me all these things that they've experienced on their life. Just like I just said. And then they want to base my level of understanding on their level of understanding and think that I can do the things that they do because I only stand the way they only understand the way they only understand. That is incorrect knowledge. And then they called me a fool and said that I'm hiding behind Trump scriptures or my scriptures or somebody's scriptures. I, I don't know whose scriptures it was, but obviously they don't believe in the scriptures, but I believe in the scriptures because it's somebody's theory. It's something someone went through. It's something someone experienced. Why don't you think that, why do you think we don't allow people to burn books? There's wisdom in books. There's magic in books. There's life in books. If you pick up a book and start to just read a couple of chapters in the book, you'll pick up the understanding of the whole book and you can put it back down until you need it again. Because there's magic in reading the word in a book from someone else's live experience that you don't even have to go through. But you could pick that book up and read that book. Just like you're picking up this, this video and you're listening to this, this, this podcast. And you're getting a level of understanding that you didn't have because you didn't have to go through it. You didn't have to go through any of the things that I've been through to be cut. To become this diamond that I am. I don't have to say I sold my soul to nobody. To become who God birthed me in my mother's womb to be. I'm not a child that I have to play. Why do you think people come and ask me my opinion? Read back in my, in my history on the one that I have left called Facebook. I've deleted all of my followers from every one of my social medias. No more Spotify. I'm not on Snapchat. I'm not on anything except for Facebook right now. And I've deleted all of the followers I've deleted almost all of the friends except for, I think, 1,800. And those are going to be start being deleted before the end of the month. And that page will be at rest. Because I put on all of my pages 
me time. What does that mean? That means when I have said all I feel like I need to say and when people start attacking the messenger over the message, then they think they know better than me and they don't need me and I don't need to be insulted because I work for God. I don't work for man. I'm just doing this because God asked me to come out there and tell them what they need to hear. Now, if they've had a place in their life where they think that they know better, they don't need to be holding on to me. They don't need to keep me as a friend. They need to cut me off. They need to render me helpless and let God deal with me. Because here's the thing. Man can't say anything about who I am when you're not experiencing the things I'm experiencing. So... You just have to keep those kind of things in mind. Don't insult anyone else's level of understanding because your level of understanding is stuck on a tirade and a rant where you just only learn certain things and you didn't think that anybody else learned a different way. I've learned many different ways in life. So I apply my things. I give it out to people. I give my wisdom, knowledge, and understanding out to people. It's up to you to take it. If you don't want to take it at that time, don't insult the person. Just say, you know what? I apply that to my, my little uh, level of understanding that I have for my life. And when I need it, I can pick it back up. But you don't have to insult nobody and call them all out their name because you can't get your point across in a way of, of controlling your feelings. Come on now. God don't be caring about our feelings. Only time our feelings are important is when we're trying to draw things to us. That's why you can't just only just look at one book. You got to look at multiple books. You got to study it from multiple angles because when God separated us at the Tower of Babel, we all went our separate ways and whatever we understood that came to us, we went with it. And we took what we understood and we gave it to what our friends understood that we could communicate with. And that's how we learn how to serve God. You got to cut away, man. You got to cut away. God said, go outside this morning. I want you to go out in nature. And once where I was looking at nothing but a field of dandelions sprouting up everywhere with yellow flowers. And now I see green grass looking at it from the other side. From it being cut down. You got to look at it like God looks at it. You got to see it from his angle. You are the master of your own destiny. You are the master of your own life. And the people that you associate show just how valuable you assess your life to be. Whether you live it out or whether you don't, it's still the same. I'll come in now. So, with that said, everybody, what I think that you all should know is like the song says, don't worry, be patient. Learn what you need to learn. Learn what you need to learn. That way you won't settle for no anything. Because anything is waiting to be received. (laughs) I'm going to say that again. Don't just settle for anything. Because anything is waiting to be received. You know what I mean? 
Be specific in the things that you want. Be specific in the things that you know. Yeah. Be specific. Be specific. I just wanted you guys to know elevate then after you elevate apply apply it to your life initiate a plan and start in that direction now what's going to happen you're going to initiate this plan and you're going to start going into that direction Once you start to go into that direction, you're going to start to meet new people to help you get to the next part of the destination where God wants you to be. Some people call it like a fork in the road or a crossroads. I say take neither direction. Get your information from the directions. What will you gain by going to the left? What will you gain by going to the right? Get those two different informations. Let me give it to you in an example so that you can understand it, so you can visually see it. Okay. When you, um, okay. So say you're at a fork in the road in your life, right? So you're at this fork in the road and you got to go decide to go to the left and got to decide to go to the right because that's the only way the street goes. Let's just do it like this. Let's say we're on. I-95 going north from Florida to New York. We're on I-95 and now we've come to a fork in the road. Do I go to the left or do I go to the right? Well, if I go to the left, I will see Burger King, McDonald's, Wendy's, same, yada, 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 yada. And I'll still get to New York. If I go to the right, I'll still experience Burger King, McDonald's, Wendy's, all the same, yada, yada, yada. And I could still get to New York. I'm going north, 95. For those of you who play the lottery, that is your hot pair, 95. That means, as a numerologist, nine is superior. Nine is the Godhead. It is complete. Five is grace. So I'm giving you Godhead and grace. Going north, elevating your thoughts. This is self-help. Come on, Holy Spirit, use me. Going north, we can go left or right and still get to New York. Now, going to the left will get me to New York in exactly 10 hours if I'm going 100 miles an hour from Florida to New York. 
10 hours if I'm going 100 miles an hour. There's no other cars on the road. I'm not jeopardizing anybody's life. It's just me and the highway. No rules, no regulations. It's just me and the highway. I go left. I can go 100 miles an hour. It's an express route to New York. I'll learn, I'll experience everything along the way on the route to New York in 10 hours. I will learn. Well, if I take the right-hand side, I'll still get to New York, but I'll get to New York in three days. Because that's the scenic route. That's the route that I'll have to go through life and experience things and I'll have to take time to make decisions and contemplate and do all these other things. But I'll still get to New York 95 North. Which way will you go? Will you go to the left-hand side where you can get to New York in 10 hours? Or will you go to the right-hand side where you can get to New York in three days? Well... What I would do is I would think in my mind before I made a decision to go to the left or to the right. And I would say, okay, I will experience this same exact stuff a lot faster if I go in 10 hours. But if I go in three days, I can experience where I can live it and breathe it and become life to me. But if I take not the left road and I take not the right road, I'll go a day and a half down the middle and I'll experience it all from the middle and experience the same things that I could have on the left-hand side or the right-hand side. And I'll get there when I get there because I'm still learning a lesson, but I'm creating a new path for someone else to now follow me. Because as you see, I've given it all without any personal benefit of my own. When Facebook tried to get me to do it their way, they cut my personal page off and made me create a business page. I played the game because I wanted my personal page back. So I created the business page and I upload a few videos on the business page so Facebook could think they're going to make some money off of me. Then all of a sudden I get these messages saying from Facebook, you know, I can build your page and get your followers for $33. I don't need to pay you $33 because Jesus was 33 when he died. And when he taught me many, many, many lessons, if I got you to the place where you want to benefit off of what Jesus done done in my life, you want to profit from it, but you don't want to give back to the person who's speaking it. And you want to limit me on saying the things that I can say, it's time for me to go out and outgrow your medium. But what the people don't understand is I'm moving from one place to another. But in the process, I have to have what I call me time. Because for 20 plus years, I have spoken the word of God to mankind and been obedient to God. And just speaking to his people about him. From March of 2000 until present, I have been speaking to people about God. And I got no no benefit or anything from it. So I said, okay, God, I have never asked anybody for anything. When I say no benefit, I'm not talking about, there were a few people who sold back when I was doing the numbers and they said, one lady told me out her mouth, Emmanuel told me to give you this money. She sent me $150. 
She said she woke up that morning and Emmanuel told her, send my child some money. And she sent me $150. That's the God's honest truth. And I blessed that lady's life and I prayed for that lady. And I told God, I said, God, whatever that lady need in her life, fix it for her. Because she was obedient to the word and then told me that she did it. So, and it's in writing. She sent it to me in writing on, on Facebook Messenger and told me what God said. Then there was other people who joined. I had um, a Patreon group, which, which I was teaching numerology on Patreon, where you um, do a sponsorship and you follow me on Patreon to learn how to do the numbers for yourself. Because I don't believe in leaving no man ignorant. That's who I am. When I hear these conversations and these idioms being spoken, like I speak on idioms and everything. There's a lot of things out there that ain't scripture. It's idioms. It's, we say these little stupid ass things and expect our lives to go good, but we misapplying the word because somebody done read the book that the black man didn't want to pick up like God told me when I was in the closet in the dark when y'all kept saying, Cam, I can't see you. Turn the light on. I can't see you because you always want to see shit. And I was explaining to y'all on that particular video that God don't want you to fucking see me, that God wants you to fucking listen to me. Like now. He took, your, he took my face from y'all because y'all don't appreciate it. Y'all got to see me. My looks don't matter to women. It don't matter to men. And that's mankind. Male and female. That's all we have. If you look at life. Those are the only two shells that God gave us. What's inside the shell is between the shell and God. Not you and your best friend. And all this bullshit that's going on with these siblings in this world. Y'all not walking in love, but y'all done fell in love with the wrong motherfucker. And the wrong motherfucker done did some shit to your ass. But you don't want your family members to love who the fuck they want to love. Y'all got to stop this bullshit out here in God's green earth. Period. I had to stop it. I done told you all plenty of days I was a fucking bigot. You cannot be a bigot and you trying to be a, a better person in your life. How did I learn that? Self-fucking-help. I had to help myself from being a bigot. When God showed me you can't be no bigot, how you going to be a damn bigot when your grandmother was a slave and her master raped her? And your grandmother is, is, is a slave woman and a, and a Caucasian man. How you gonna be? How are you going to be a bigot when you got all stuff running through your blood? To every man, black, brown, whatever color you call yourself, you got all things running through your blood. I'm sorry to tell you, take a fucking DNA test. We all belong to the Most High, even those who don't believe that He is. Because he don't need you to believe in him. All I know is that for some reason, love covers a multitude of sin. Love covers a multitude of sin. Ask me. I will tell you. I have been hard-headed. I have suffered for the things I have done wrong in life. And there's things that I've done wrong in life and I've suffered for that. I look at the next man who do things way worse than the little things I think I did. But a lot of it was because we break our word to God. If God teach you something and you live the way he teach it to you. And that Bible is a book of magic. So the way he taught it to me is the way he wants it to be in the theory of it. 
But when I share it with you, you apply it to your wisdom, knowledge, and understanding of your life. Don't think the results are going to come out to be the same as they are in mine. They'll come out to be the way that they're supposed to be for your life because it's, it's magic in each thing that we do. But what I did was I said, okay, God, if you did it for Einstein, you could do it for me. If you did it for Tesla, you could do it for me. If you did it for State Farm, you could you do it for me. And I applied those things, even Coca-Cola. When I was a child, Coca-Cola shaped my life. But then when I grew up and I found out they don't even care for people of color, it broke my heart. I just found out that Wells Fargo don't care for people of color. Now I got to fucking change my damn bank account because they don't care for black people. That's sad. How low can a person think if they can only think on color when God made us all breathing human beings? That's very sad. If you dislike some, a whole race of people because of what one person did to you, that's, that's sad. Your thoughts are very low. Again, to fly, you have to elevate those thoughts. I am a very hu huge fan of my father's group. Even though I feel like the Mighty Clouds of Joy were a phenomenal group. I still see the scum in them as well because they were humans. And I see the scum in every human. But I also see the phenomenal ability that God put in every human not to be scum. And when I say scum, we can think of cum or we can think of semen. That's what I mean when I say scum. And a lot of people never grew from a semen even though they became a baby and was birthed into the world because of the miracles of earth. Meaning yesterday I told you guys to get your paper and I never went back. So if you had your pencil and piece, piece of paper today, I'm going to give you a word that God told me to study. And I'm going to give that word to you. The word is heart. H-E-A-R-T. God gave me this particular word because I was always telling people what God has done for me, what God has said for me. And people look at me like most of you guys have looked at me in my life. But yet and still you have the ability to find me and follow me to listen to my words because, you know, my words are spirit and they are truth. They draw you to them until I break whatever that foul ground you got in your nasty soul. You don't you won't need me until that that is, is broken. Every man, woman, boy, and girl that comes through that womb is broken from the time it enters that womb. When it goes upon that, that bone of that womb, their head is crushed. It is scripture. It is life. It is truth. And sometimes in life, when you get the big head, your head got to be broken. I don't care how old you are. My head has gone through the window of the womb. There is no glass ceiling over me, baby. My head went through the window of the womb. On January the 19th of 1995, my head went through a window in a car accident on a head-on collision around 10, between 10.15 and 10.30 that morning. I had a head-on collision and I died in that accident for 25 medical minutes. And the doctors told my parents that I died and that I wouldn't be nothing but a vegetable. My neck was a half a centimeter from severing and my heart my breath, my blood, and everything stopped. Life, I released all my fluids. That means you defecate on yourself because when you die, your body is still and everything, the muscle relax and everything let go. Every system is shut down, gone. 25 medical minutes without oxygen. They said your child would be brain dead. She would never talk. She would never walk. She, the devil is alive. 
Every word that they spoke over my life has been rebuked. It has been pulled down. It has been trampled on by my own very feet. Just like my son singing in this song, fuck these niggas. This song was birthed out of me from when I was a child. I needed these words right now to serve me. Go on any of the screaming music, just like here. Type in his name, Quasilon, Q-U-A-Z-I-L-A-O-N, period. And then type in green, period. And listen to the words and apply those words to your life. Until that melody sinks into your mind and makes your thoughts higher because you are worthy. Listen to that song and apply it to your life like I do. I do. Because I've always shined. It's just a new level of shine. Every level that you go because you're quantum leaping from level to level. I don't have nothing else to say to you right now, diary. So I'm out. Good morning. Hello, diary. Good afternoon. How are you? How's your day going? I've got a little bit of time, D-O-T-M, to talk to you. Let's see what's going to come out and up today. First, I would like to let you know that every man and every woman in the world is a philosopher. They are a philosopher of their own fate. They are a philosopher in their own experiences. They are philosophers in their own reality. They're philosophers in their comprehension and their perception. They're con- they, they are philosophers in self-control They are philosophers in any kind of work ethics, any kind of education, any kind of wisdom, knowledge, or understanding. They are philosophers and are able to speak on what they have experienced, which is their theory and it is also their wisdom if you were looking at it from a biblical or spiritual or religious standpoint. Now, once you are a philosopher, one of the best things that you can do as a philosopher is initiate all of the things that you have learned in your life. Like I do. When I hear the voice that, I, that speaks to me, If I know it's not anything that's going to cause me to harm anyone else, I I immediately obey the voice. If the voice tells me something contradictory to the character that I have as a 52-year-old woman, I question the voice. And I find reason, understanding, recollection. I've even made a covenant with this voice I hear. I've made 
agreements with this voice I hear. I've been taught by this voice I hear. This voice tells me things and I do it and I get great outcomes. So I initiate as the philosopher that I am and having experience with the voice that I hear. Having experience as a philosopher, I initiate the things that I know to initiate. And that's how you should do in your life. You should initiate the things that you know to initiate. Then what happens is once you begin to initiate your plan, for example, when I look at my life, I am so amazed that when I look back and I, I just take a glimpse over my life, I'm so amazed at the person that I've become, the person that I am. I, I, I literally have an interview in a few hours. And I think about myself and all of the comments and all of the um, opinions of other people that has come out of their mouth, I have been some of everything to people that I have come across and allowed, and God has allowed me to have an interaction with them. Whether it be for a season, a reason, or a lifetime, I've had interactions with these people. These people have called me a master of many things because I was first a philosopher of who I am. I initiated who I was to the world, and then I became a master of who I was to the world as though any other man, woman, boy, or girl in the earth becomes a master of who they are. Once you become a master, then what you have in life, you, have, you would have acquired something. You would have acquired walking in the present day with God. What does that mean? Once you become a master, that means that you have been led by the spirit of truth, which is the Holy Spirit of God. That means you would have been led by the Holy Spirit of God. That means the Holy Spirit would have brought you to all of your truth. So I'll use my own life as example diary, as I often do. Most people think I speak to them when I write things. Most people speak, think I speak to them when I call them out of their names. Many times I write posts, they're always about me. And so that I can go back and listen to them. Because what I do is I build myself up on my most holy faith. I really do. But when I speak, I speak generally. Because I am also in the school of life. Everything I write, everything I video, everything I do on the podcast, it is all for my benefit because I am the master once I become a master, it means I'm walking in the presence with God. That means I'm walking in the cool of the day with the living, supreme, almighty being, God. That means that I have something called knowledge. Ancient books, all kinds of books speak about wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. There's scriptures in the Bible that says when you get one, get all three. It didn't say, perhaps you can get all three. It said, do it. Because they belong together. Wisdom, knowledge, and understanding was given to us by God. 
when he gave us the two trees according to the Bible that says that he gave us the tree of life and he gave us the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. The knowledge of good and evil will teach you everything that you need to know about life. But God didn't want you to have to learn anything about life because life is effortless. Ooh, come on, God. Every master knows that life is effortless. This is self-help. I've been giving self-help all of my life. No, I do not have a PhD. No, I'm not your physical earth doctor. I am more than that. I am a philosopher at the life that I live. I am a philosopher at the life that I choose to portray to the world. I am a philosopher of breaking statistics. I am a philosopher of loving algorithms. I am a philosopher of everything that I've learned in life. Everything that I've learned, I initiated a plan, I mastered the plan, and then I walked in the presence with God called knowledge. When you walk in the presence of God called knowledge, that means you can take the ledge off of knowledge and you'll have no. Take the K off of knowledge, you'll have now. When you walk in knowledge or in the presence with God, you walk in the now. You're not walking in your past. You're not doing things, you know, that you used to do. You're walking in the present reality of who you are in your spirit truth. That means you have tapped into a different source about yourself. You've tapped into a different layer of who you are because you are a three-part being. Then you'll begin to have experiences that can teach you what you need to know, which will give you your experience that you go through, your experiences to learn how to love, your experiences to learn how to laugh, your experiences to learn how to treat your neighbor, your experiences not to get on the police department and allow the police department to make you into who they want you to be instead of you being who God created you to be. I really don't believe in my heart that God put any philosophers in this earth to do the world harm. I don't believe in my heart God told any philosophers to initiate harm or any masters to initiate harm. Masters are supposed to be teachers. Teachers to give you life, to give you insight, to give you wisdom, to your apply your experiences. Once you apply your experiences to your life, you'll start to walk in a different type of understanding. The understanding that you'll walk in will be called wisdom. That means you'll not only know something and have the knowledge of it, that means you'll apply your experiences to your knowledge and you won't do the things that you once did. Because the Bible and other books say, train up a child the way that they should go and when they grow old, they will not depart from them. Because life truly, guys, is really effortless. God already gave us the world. All we have to do is build upon it and build our kingdoms and shine so that others might see our light. And we need to definitely stop being cookie cutters because philosophers are more than cookie cutter philosophers. So once you get the experiences, that'll give you the understanding of wisdom, like I said. Once you get the understanding of wisdom, you will have a mind and body connection. A mind and body connection. A mind and body connection gives you what you need on a day-to-day -day basis to become 
your most authentic self, the person that you desire to be above all things. But remember, you cannot go anywhere unless you know what you need to know when you get there. Each level of your life comes with a different level of responsibilities and to whom much is given, the Bible says that much is required. So the knowledge that you attain on a daily basis and the words that you hear, you allow those words to penetrate your heart or your ear in the midst of your heart, which is your third ear. When you allow those words to penetrate the midst of who you are, you will be on a level that you have never even imagined you to be on because what will happen is you'll now have your understanding that you are a philosopher. You understand that you have wisdom because you went through your experiences. You'll understand that you have a mind-body connection because you'll understand now that you are a living and breathing soul. That is the third part of who you are. The second part, I'm sorry, the second part of who you are. The third part of who you are is your body. Your first part of who you are is your spirit. You are first spirit, you are second soul, then you are body. Where the two hemispheres come in connection is the marriage between the two. When God married the good together with the evil, the, the good was that God gave you the life as a philosopher. Meaning, whatever soul you live out, shall you understand and master and be able to teach another what you have learned. Well, once the mind and the body and the knowledge of the presence of God are all there and everything I just explained to you, once all those things are present, you now understand that you are a soul. You are a soul now. You are both parts knowledge of truth because you went through the evidence that taught you better now here's the thing that most don't understand because they don't have common sense most do not understand that even if you have knowledge of something even if you have the experience of wisdom in something that doesn't mean that that one thing is for everyone Everyone can benefit from the knowledge of knowing that thing, but the outcome will never be the same for each and every individual in life. You understand what I mean? Then when you realize that, then you will be thinking and doing the things that you're supposed to do as your most authentic self. When I say your most authentic self, you're making decisions for your life that will never let you down. You're making decisions for your life that are making you boss up in positions that you just dreamed on of. You're making decisions now where you're actually out there shitting on people and people are trying to emulate who you are. You're being your most authentic self. You're being your most true and powerful self. And by doing so, you'll end up learning. Once you learn what you need to know, you will apply it to your life. With your hands, your actions, your heart, and everything else you need to know will fall in line. Once those things fall in line, you can literally say, I hear God. I know that source is real. I know that 
imminent universe is there covering and guiding me every step of the way. If I'm religious, I know that the Holy Spirit is there guiding me. The Holy Spirit is my friend. If I, if I believe in religion, I know Buddha and Allah and Muhammad and every other God that you all believe in out there. It's okay. God said that ye are gods. We all are gods. And in order to know ourselves, we have to know what God has tapped into us. And for me, I've learned that they all live within me. And they all love me equally. I don't have a jealous God in my life because they all love me. And they all are important to me and my breathing. All important to me for the knowledge that I have. They're all important to me for the the air I breathe. They're important to me because I could have been dead and gone. On March the 30th of 1990, I died for 25 medical minutes on the table having my son. They gave me three times the anesthesia and turned around and gave me gas on top of it and killed me for 25 medical minutes. My son was being born. They had to cut me open to get my son out of me. And I had a nervous breakdown and died on the table after they finished giving me anesthesia and gas. They completely killed me. I got no compensation from God, no compensation from the world, no compensation financially in the physical realm. But in the spirit realm, when I say no compensation from God, I mean no physical compensation like monetary lawsuits and stuff like that i got nothing my life was deemed unworthy to this day i still feel that way but when i think about the spirit of the things that i cannot see maybe god let those things happen to me because he had something in store for me that that lawsuits couldn't give me he gave me back my life He gave me back my responsibility as a mother, a single mother at that. Because my baby was three and a half and my oldest was five when I died. And God gave me back my life so that I can continue to raise my babies. Because God knows they did not have fathers that were there to raise them. To this day, they cannot rely on a father. Not in the physical sense. And that's sad because a lot of children cannot rely on a father. I couldn't even rely on my own father. And it's sad to say, but it's also spirit and it's also truth. The birds coming closer and closer to me every time I sit outside and I pray in the woods. I love the woods. When you see them and you recognize them, they'll leave every time. But you know what, guys? I just wanted to share that little bit of knowledge with you guys and let you guys know. Take some me time. You know, like I'm doing right now, I prayed and I I literally talked to God. I said, God, hey, listen, you know, you told me to do this. I've done it for 11 years. Angel number 11. (laughs) Just remember you got angels out here, you know. I don't want to preach to this world and lose my own soul. I'm not going to keep banging my head up on the wall trying to save nobody. 
Because I realized that we all came in this world alone. My brother and sister were twins. They were in the womb together. But they entered the womb as two separate sperms swimming for that egg. Or either they was one sperm and split in two, I don't know. But all I know is it was two of them in that womb. But they couldn't come out together. Just like Esau and Jacob, the things that we're going through in this world with Esau and Jacob and his children and his seed out here in this world like a goddamn fool. Because they don't realize that Esau and Jacob forgave each other. Y'all better read the word. The Bible said Esau and Jacob forgave each other. That's what the Bible said. The Bible said that he was he when God told him to go back home, he sent he even sent sent his brother gifts before he got there so that he can appease his brother. His brother sent the gifts back. He said, I don't need your gifts. I got wealth of my own. See what the people of the Bible, I I think, in my heart, I don't mean no harm. Because everybody got their place. And I ain't trying to denounce on the word and nothing like that. But see what I don't think people realize about the Bible and the people and the stories in the Bible. And how they say that the blessing went to the first and the second one. And how Esau got the blessing and Jacob didn't get it. And how one of them sold they, they, um, they, they birthright for a bowl of soup. Ain't none of that happened. It happened the way it was supposed to happen. If you look at it, both of them end up blessed by God. It don't matter what order, what shape, what size, what fashion people come in. We all are blessed by God because we all are God's philosophers in his world. And we all come to build a kingdom. No matter if you want to build your kingdom on a script pole, God damn it, shake what your mama motherfucking gave your ass. And you do it in the glory of God and every dime you get, you give God the glory. You go somewhere and you find somebody to bless with 10%. I ain't saying go to no damn church. That ain't what I'm saying. Because when God said in the book of Revelation, when he come back the, the last time before he make his new kingdom and his new earth, he said he was going to bring his sword against the word. And where does the word be preached at? It's preached in the church. So people got y'all in the church. These preachers got y'all waiting for God to come back to kill y'all for some damn sins that y'all do. When God already told you that he knew that we fell short of the glory of God every day of our lives. He told you that. He told you you would fall short, and he knew it. He made provisions for you to fall short when he gave you Jesus. You don't even have to believe in Jesus according to the cross and what happened on the cross when the thief and the murderer got their legs broke. The Bible already was fulfilled right there when it said every knee shall bow because them two can't get up no more. They was the representation of what we was going to go through down here on this earth. We were going to have murderers and thieves, and that's what we got. Murders with murders with and thieves have characteristic traits. They'll lie, they'll cheat, they'll steal. They got the same character traits. They'll talk behind your back. they whisperers. They'll stand in your face and smile on you and kiss you like Judas did. They'll do all the things that evil people do. So guess what? You can't look at Donald Trump, for example, and say that Donald Trump is evil because he'll kiss you in your face and then tell you that he never knew you and he don't know of you. I don't blame him. Wouldn't you do the same thing if someone was out here saying and doing things about you? Wouldn't you say, I don't know him? Because guess what? We don't fully know nobody. You could know of him, but why even say that you even know them in the first place? Because everybody is so ashamed of being associated with people and everybody is so perfect, perfect. I see that so much in my family. I see that so much in my family. No matter how much fucking pretty clothes you put on, how much pretty shoes you can buy, 
how much money you got in the fucking bank, you're still a child of God. It doesn't matter. And you're no better than the next person, but you are accountable of the knowledge that you seek. And the things that you seek to listen to and the things that you seek to look at, you are held accountable for everything that you hear because it's all the word. And God said the world will never come back to him void. Whether you want it to be productive in your life, it will be. Whether you think I'm not your God or whether you think you haven't made me an idol, you have if you're worshiping me in spirit and in truth. And that means anything outside of learning and applying what you learn. That's what I love about life. Life is such a beautiful thing. So yesterday I told you to get, I got to quickly go because my phone is dying. But yesterday I told you guys to get out the pen and paper, write down hard and take off the T and take off the H and you'll see the ear. Well, God says that you cannot hear him when your ear is waxy. And a lot of us out here have very waxy ears. We cannot hear God. So here's the thing. If you take the same word, H-E-A-R-T, underneath H-E-A-R-T, write he, H-E. Underneath he, write here, H-E-A-R, which are the next four letters in the word heart. After you write heart, you write he, then you write here. Underneath here, write the word art, A-R-T, thou art God. Write art, okay? After you write the word heart, he, here, art, the next word I would like for you to write is write earth, E-A-R-T. Write the word earth. After you write the word earth and you write the word heart, you should have heart, he, here, art, earth, and the last one for you, write the word hater, H-E-T-E-R, hater. All of those words came out of heart. Can you find any more words using heart and apply those to your life? Because that's what your heart goes through every single day when you interact with anyone outside of yourself. You end up a true hater of yourself because whatever it is in that person that you're lacking and it causes you to make a person your idol, that's what you need to pray about. That's what you need to build on. And that's what you need to cultivate and initiate some action toward it. So that you can get the experience and the wisdom that you need to grow. Hey, Diary. I really enjoyed this session with you. I appreciate you for listening to me, Diary. And I'm able to sit here and talk to you in spirit and in truth and knowing that you understand me, Diary. Thank you. I'll see you soon.